0: Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it said, and ye shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's an important word to us, because God is telling us that through the power, through the Holy Spirit, He was going to empower us. He was not going to leave us in that weakened state. I want to take just a moment right before moving to scripture. Sister LaVonna I've heard such wonderful reports from the women's meeting last night, the love meeting. God bless you girl. Thank you and Lee for being so diligent in that to love the women of this church and to to be determined and committed to their to their commitments in Jesus name and then my dear sister Ernestine I love you so much. I see the grace of God upon you my dear sister and Charles what you've just walked through is, is similar. We You've watched the Holy Spirit come up on each of you and, and strengthen you. And I tell you what, I've watched you walk through a hard time royally. I've watched you walk through giving honor and glory to God. And you made sure that God was honored, so I love you too. Let's give the Lord another hand clap for what the Lord able to walk through situations. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, then it says that God will empower me. What that tells me is that I can have power. I don't have to be weakened at the, at the arms of the enemy anymore. I do not have to be powerless at what the devil is wanting to do and trying to do in my life. Acts chapter one eight tells me that there is a power that is greater than the power of the enemy. And God said it will come on my life. If through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's why that we're in this series right now. Because I have been weak, but I determine I'm strong. I have been weakened by the enemy, but I determine the strength of God can make up for it. And whatever it is that the devil is throwing in your path, that you knowing that the strength of God in me can handle any situation for the glory of the Lord. Amen? Now, it's very important. We're talking talking About the breath of God. It's under, so the breath of the Lord will speak to me and give me a direction. And it's just real important that we, each one of us, learn to hear God for ourselves. It's one thing when we begin to hear God through other people. But it's it's so important that each one of us learn here because sometimes it comes in the voice of God's Word. Sometimes it comes as an inner voice. Sometimes it comes through other people, surely. Sometimes it's deep inside of us. It's almost a whisper. Then at other times it's so loud we look around on the outside to see who really said that. Sometimes we see God's Word. Sometimes we hear God's Word. And sometimes we we are knowing it's a sense of knowing that comes in the midst of it. but however it is that the voice of the Lord is speaking into our life and He probably will use all of those and many more different opportunities and different ways to speak to us but it's important that we would recognize it as being the voice of the Lord Amen so, so I'm going to read with you uh, some scriptures here uh, just, so if you would just uh, join here with me quickly and to let these scriptures kind of sink into your heart. With a understanding, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tells me of the power of the Holy Spirit on the life of Jesus. As Jesus became a man, He became a servant. He laid aside His godly characteristics and He came and He showed me through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John what a godly man can do underneath the power of the Holy Spirit. And how a godly man, Jesus is my example. He's just not my example in character. He's my example in how to deal with circumstances in my life. That's why Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all show you a different view of the same thing because God's trying to teach us how we can handle our situations also. Then it came right after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John then came into the book of Acts. Now the book of Acts is such a powerful voice, a breath air to me because it not only tells me That the power of the Holy Spirit can work in the life of Jesus. In the book of Acts, it tells me that the power of the Holy Spirit wants to work in my life as a believer. It takes natural men natural women and makes them supernatural or gives them the opportunity to intermingle with the supernatural so it's so important there in the book of Acts now in Matthew chapter 10 verse 27 Jesus gave a warning of what was going to be happening he said what I tell you in secret so Jesus was telling them there's going to be a day that you're going to begin to hear things on the inside of you you're going to begin to hear things in secret when you're in prayer in that secret Secret place. When you're in that secret place of worship, when you're in that secret place, you're going to begin to hear things. And Jesus told them that it's important that you repeat those things that I'm going to be revealing to you inwardly. All right. Then we begin to see it begin to happen all through the Book of Acts. I've got just a few recorded. In Acts chapter six, verse ten, it says, "But the Holy Spirit gave Stephen remarkable wisdom. He was standing, speaking to the gamesters." something happened to him supernaturally. It wasn't Stephen's wisdom anymore. There was a the supernatural flow of the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 8 verse 29, it said, the Holy Spirit said to Philip. See, do you understand? It brought Philip into the realm of the supernatural. Now God began to say something to him. Acts chapter 10, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said. And Acts chapter 13 verse 2, it said, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting The Holy Spirit said. In Acts chapter 13, verse 9 through 10, he said, Filled with the Holy Spirit, he said. And uh, in Acts chapter 19 verse 22 it said, after Paul felt compelled by the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 21 it said the Holy Spirit declares over and over all through the book of Acts. Into every chapter of the Bible, Acts it shows a believer that's operating with something that he didn't know before. He had a secret Uh, uh, in route into the Lord that God was able to give him special direction. And I want to tell you, it's important, whatever you're facing today, it's important that you see some things that other people can't see. It's important for you to hear some things that other people cannot hear. And it's important for you to receive some things that other people are not receiving. And it's important for you to know some things that other people are not knowing. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in all of our lives. The Holy Spirit comes in us to give us an inside track, an inward order. God's given to us inward information that we have no way of knowing in the natural. You can't get smart enough to know these things. You cannot get intelligent enough to know these things. You cannot figure out these things. It's things that the Holy Spirit must speak into our lives. Though of all, how much important it is that we learn to hear God. That we learn to hear the Holy Spirit. Now we also got to recognize there are other voices out there. And there's other voices that are speaking into us. Uh, The the, the devil has a voice. And that's revealed in Luke chapter 4 because not only was God the Father speaking to Jesus, but the Bible said that the devil also was speaking to Jesus. And not only does the devil have a voice, but the world's got a voice. The world tries to tell you how to live, how to live, and, and it operates through the voice of reason so many times that where you've, we must be able to recognize what's God and what's the world's voice. Then not only does the world, i got a voice. And Lord knows, please don't listen to me. I mean, the flesh has a voice. And it's so hard at times to be able to differentiate what's us and what's God. This is what the Lord is saying. I, I must uh, be able to understand it. But then there is a breath that's spoken from the lips of God on the inside of each one of us that is able to take care of any circumstance, any time, under all situations. Amen. Now, I want us to remember the words of Mary. Remember what Mary said in John chapter 2? Mary said, whatever He says, do it. God is going to be saying some things. God's going to begin to direct some things. God's going to begin to tell us some things. God is speaking to us. And we've got to be willing to do it. Now, through the power of the precious Holy Spirit speaking into all of our all of our lives, it's uh, well. Let me bring a couple of scriptures right up. Uh, this one's the Book of Acts, chapter twenty-two. It tells us what's going to happen when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Notice what it says. And He said, "The God of our fathers appointed you to know His will. God's going to speak to our heart to know what His will is." To know what God sees in that situation. And then the Bible says to see His righteous one. God's going to cause me, what He's working in me, to be able to see Jesus. That I'm going to be able to see Jesus. And then it says, and to hear a voice from His mouth. Notice what, and to hear. Are you all staying with me with scriptures? If you can't find me there, real quick. Important scripture, Acts chapter 22. It's important that we have that scripture before us there. That we begin to that we can begin to see and hear him. Amen? Or right, now it says, let's read that scripture again as soon as they find it there. Let's go ahead. And he said, The God of our fathers appointed you to know his will. So that's why I say in the book of Acts. So all the deeper revelations that God's telling me, He wants me to know His will. Then the next thing He wants me to do is to be able to see Jesus in every situation. He wants me to be able to see. This is how Christ would handle this. This is how Jesus... And the third thing, He wants me to hear a voice from Jesus' mouth. He wants me to hear a voice on the inside of me. Now, the Bible said, and speaking all the way back in the book of Isaiah, talking about this time, that we were able to have the Holy Spirit living in us. It says, and you shall hear a word behind you. I want you to know, God has a word for each one of us in every circumstance. Now I want to talk to you very quickly. I'm going to start into, just for a few moments here, I'm going to start into... Ways that the Holy Spirit can speak to us. Now there at least is ten major ways that the Holy Spirit will speak into our heart or speak on the inside of us. And it's of vast importance for us to understand that not only is the Holy Spirit a teacher, the Holy Spirit is also a guide and a trainer. Jesus introduced him as a trainer. He comes into my life to help me to understand and eventually be able to follow His voice. So the Holy Spirit going to train me. That means when a trainer, I'm going to make some mistakes in this thing. I'm going to miss some things. There's going to be some times that I'm going to hear a word and I possibly are going to misinterpret that word. I'm going to put it to the wrong source. I think it's God when it's not God. But the Holy Spirit is wanting each of our lives to be trained. And He comes alongside us as our trainer. And He comes there to help train me that when I make a mistake and I step out of that water and I sink as Peter did because I make a mistake, the Holy Spirit wants to, as Jesus did, wants to be able to reach down and pick me up and to brush me off and to help me to go to another step of learning Him. So it's going to be some trial and error. You've got to know that. Because the Holy Spirit is not the Holy Spirit. He's not the one that's making the error. But he's dealing with flesh that's trying its best to learn how to follow God. That's why when a person comes to me and they say, God said to me, uh, you know, the first thing I have to do, I have to question that. Number one, what has God told you before? What successes do you have? Where are you in your learning processes? Is this one of those mistakes that God is teaching you through your mistake? Or is this possibly a word from God? Because we all have to know it's a process. Just because we hear something, it doesn't mean it's God. But what it is, then we take that And and I as a pastor have to do that all the time. I tell people once I have the mind of the Holy Spirit, I give you every chance in the world to change me. But at the same point that we have to know, I have to know if what you're speaking is of the Holy Spirit. It can't come, I tell you, there's not a person in this church that's not smart enough to do what you want to. But it's not your smarts that I'm looking for. It's your word from the Lord that I'm searching for. It's that part of you that speaks in the heart. And just because it comes out of your mouth with a thus saith the Lord, I can't tell you how many times I've said thus saith the Lord and missed it royally. It's a training process. Where am I? you got to stop and ask, Where am I, Lord, in the training, the learning to hear your voice? Where am I in this process? Where am I in this growing? So I say, Why, what kind of successes do you have? have you, what you're speaking into me to do? What, what have you done? Have you done that? Has there been any proven ground? Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Holy Spirit doesn't start you off in the crucial areas. He starts you off in some minor areas that you can prove yourself in that won't make a big difference in other people's lives. And then, as we learn, then to follow the Holy Spirit in some small areas that disaster into other people's lives then I can begin to go through my training sometimes I miss it, sometimes I get it I'm trying to learn how to hear God and then as I progress in my hearing of God and I get some successes underneath my belt I can probably say, well I hear God 30% of the time, or I hear God 40% of the time, or I hear God 60% of the time, or I hear God 70% of the time, it's important to know that we're being trained and we're ready and willing to allow the Holy Spirit to train us I've embarrassed myself. I cannot tell you how many times I've embarrassed myself to the point that I did not even want to see those people again by standing up and saying what God said. And it wasn't God, it was me. And it would be proven in the long run that this is what wasn't God. So it's important. It's okay, though. It's okay to be embarrassed. We want to learn. Everybody say, we want to learn. We want to grow. Because, see, God is building it to a day where it will be. something crucial. God is building it to a day where it will be important that i heard from God rightly. It will be important that I have some successes that, that, that are underneath my belt of hearing God, so that when it comes to a crucial point where it will involve, could hurt or help somebody else, that it's got to be at the where I've proven myself that I believe this is God, and I believe this will help you, and I believe this will help you overcome. Amen? So, the Holy Spirit is mightily working. Now, to to do that, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart about using my progression. So, this is not probably the progression that the Holy Spirit will work in your life. And I'm going to spend the next several, several weeks in between all the other things we're doing. I'm going to be coming back and we're going to be talking about the ten major ways that God talks to us. But in that process, to know that the Holy Spirit, you may be starting off with number 10. You may be starting off with number 8. But the Holy Spirit is our trainer. And He's the one that is training us and teaching us whether we won't miss God. Now, the first way that God spoke uh, was teaching me His voice was out of His Word. Somebody hold up His Word. Anybody got any paper Bibles anymore? You know, Elaine you know, and I hardly don't know what a paper Bible What you holding, Sheila? Elaine I hardly don't know what a paper Bible is anymore. <laughs> there are a day men, they told me, boy, I defend. Oh, everybody needs a paper Bible. And here, I had to search, Charles, to find mine, usually. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know what? Hearing from the Holy Spirit, I, I find myself 40-something years into preaching. I found myself preaching far the very things I was preaching against when I started. So, so don't think that because you just got to heard something, it could have been a rumble from your tummy that you heard. I mean, just because you got to prove it, it's got to be trained. It's got to be underneath the Holy Spirit, Amen. I mean, I mean, I, I pre- you know, I, uh, yes, I, I, preached at one point that you can't go to church and wear pants, Patsy. I look around here; I don't see a woman, Harley, don't have a pair of pants on this morning. I'm so glad you didn't listen to me back then. I'm so glad of that. But see, I thought that was God, man. I thought that was God. I thought that God could not bless a woman wearing pants. And you got on pants, girl! And I was convinced, absolutely convinced. When I used to preach in Louisiana, I was absolutely convinced that you couldn't... I mean, if a woman came to wearing pants and she was just going to cling the church, man, she had to march herself out of that church. So wrong. So misunderstanding of what Scripture said. Amen? Embarrassing myself so much But here years later We found a different story The first way that God speaks to you Out of the Bible We must learn how to hear God Speak in the midst of His Word Now it's not you taking the whole Bible And flapping it in the face of the devil That's not going to move him at all That's not the way you do it It's not taking the whole conglomeration Of the Word of God That's going to never give you victory God has forced each one of us to be able to learn to hear God in that word. If that word is going to work for us, it's got to be got to be God-breathed. It's got to be breathed. Breathe. I got this beautiful picture. I know you know I love pictures. Got this beautiful picture that shows God breathing into a Bible and becoming life. And that's the what we must learn to do. We must learn to hear God in the midst of that scripture. Now the first point when God was teaching me, I totally missed it. I misunderstood what the scripture was teaching. I began to see, as I began to read the Bible, I began to see scriptures that would stand out to me. And what I would do prematurely, I would take those and I would run out and teach them. And even before I was a preacher, I would run out and try to preach them. And I hurt so many people by doing that. In fact, still yet today, I'm still, it's hard to say after 50 years, I'm still trying to heal wounds that I caused back in the first few weeks of my adventures of hearing God in the Bible. Because I had so missed it and so condemned people to where that they're still yet won't listen to me. Because they're totally convinced that I am wrong. No, I was wrong. But God kept training me. And I'm so thankful. See, it's for us to be effective with the Word of God, we must have a killing sword. Somebody say a killing sword. See, there's, there's two major swords that the Romans use. That's why Ephesians chapter 6, when it talks about a Roman soldier and being effective against the forces of darkness, as he, he spoke there, that this description there is so vivid. Well, see, a Roman soldier literally had two Two swords. One sword was his large battle sword. It was a large sword. It may have been even five feet long or so, and it may weigh a hundred pounds or many of them weighed ninety pounds in which that soldier would have to swing that sword in battle. Well, it became very tiring and before long, a soldier that was engaged against a lot of battles, how many of you been against a lot of battles? The enemy had tired that soldier down to the point that he could no longer sway that big song. He could no longer hold it even to the head that was to take the head off of his enemy. And so what the enemy would do to destroy that soldier, he would get inside of that field of danger. The enemy would come right in and step right next to him. And all of a sudden, when that enemy would stand next to him, the big sword was no longer effective. But because when Ephesians chapter six was written, it talks about a different sword. In fact, it calls it the sword of the Spirit. In fact, it's called the sword of the Spirit's voice. It's when the it's when the Holy Spirit takes out of God's great conglomeration of scriptures. And God will take one or more scriptures and He'll speak that scripture to you. And then it becomes what we know as the killing sword. Every so, every Roman soldier not only had this big battle sword that he would quickly grow weak in, he had a small sword that was attached to his belt that was very short in length. And that sword was particularly that when the enemy got Within the safety zone of himself But it really became the killing zone for him When the enemy got that close He could no longer use this sword so he'd reached to what the Spirit sword, what the Spirit of God is saying. That's, that's the scripture the Spirit of God gave me. Man, that's what God told me would handle this battle. I know this scripture will carry me through. I know this scripture will bring me into victory. I know this scripture will work for me. I don't have to flap the whole thing in front of the devil. But I know my scripture that God gave me. It was breathed by the breath of God. And it becomes my killing sword in the face of the enemy. And then that soldier would pull what the Bible calls the sword of the spirit. And through a jabbing with that sword. And the wonderful thing about it close, when it was that close, child, it didn't take much effort Lord, that soldier had grown tired trying to swing. Lord, I know you got a scripture. Let me find a scripture. I'm in this Bible, God. Listen, I'm just going to use Exodus against the devil. You know, I'm just going to Exodus can be a heavy book. You understand? And I, I'm going to use the whole book of Psalms and all. It can be a heavy book. But I tell you what, Psalms 91 has some killing swords in it. And can you say amen? And it's when God has breathed it into you and you begin to draw that and then you begin to kill them, I'm so thankful that God continued to work in me in training. Because years later, over the period of time, I missed it so much understanding Scripture. I miss it. I, I miss Scripture to the point I was a part of a cult when I first started out, not meaning to. I, I just I just I was trying to understand Scripture, and in trying to understand Scripture, I became the part of a a a. a, a A cult that was uh, so much taken the world by by a stand at that time. But then it wasn't long to where God began to reveal the killing swords. I said, Lord, that's not right, is it? Look what that scripture says, Lord. Look what that scripture says. That brother didn't tell me right, did he? No, Lord, he didn't tell me right. And God began to cut me out of things through the Holy Spirit. Then years later, Jeremy was laying in the hospital, as you know. And death was trying his best to seize upon him. By all the physical reports that we could have, death was on him. There was no hope for him. There was no help. When they flew him out of Camden, when he was so badly burned, when they flew him out of Camden, the the captain of the uh, fire department said, that boy's gone. He said, I've seen a lot of people. But what he had underestimated was the power of the killing sword. Because uh, around Jeremy began to develop his family that also believed in the killing sword. And one day God would give this one the scripture. And the next day, God would give devils some scripture. And we would all take that killing sword. And day after day, we would stab that devil. Day after day, not looking for a stale word. But looking for a fresh word That God could speak into our heart That became the killing sword In the hands of prayer That became the killing sword In the hands of confession Can you say amen? And I believe with all of my heart God wants to speak to us And I'm so thankful Todd, I'm so thankful That I went through that training period All those years of embarrassing myself All those years of being so wrong when i would say that god had said all of those years of trying to develop where I could hear God correctly, I'm so thankful because on that day that they let him out of that hospital, it was all worth it. Every embarrassment I went through, every circumstance I faced, every situation, every time that I, it was all worth it because we refused to give up on the Holy Spirit's training, and I believe with all of my heart, if we're going to let and God's going to have to carry us through, I said through some embarrassment moments, He's going to have to carry us through some, some moments where we don't know. He's going to have to carry us through the moments when we think we know we don't know. He's going to carry us through some things where we're going to make some stands and we're going to find out their stand was wrong. But all the time, the Holy Spirit is training us how to hear His voice and how to know His voice speaking on the inside of us. I want you to very quickly respond. Don's coming and close us in prayer. And as he does... I felt the Holy Spirit had told me this was the day for standing, to make a stand. There were those of us that needed to make a stand. It, it was going to, it was going to be a moving day. It was going to be a, it was going to be a, a day that, that, that we would be able to look back to that something changed and something turned around. And I felt like the Lord said there was some that need to make a stand on their health. There was others that need to make a stand on their marriage. There was others that needed to make a stand on their financial difficulties that they were facing. There was others that need to make a stand on a spiritual stand. You're just tired of the devil chasing you around. You're tired of the bondages that's been in your life that you're just tired of what the devil's tried to do to you and you want to make a stand. And God, I believe by His Spirit said He's going to do something through you simply make a stand. If you're here today and if you need to make a stand I want you to stand up. If there's some area that you need to make a stand, Don's coming to close this. Praise God.